Hello to anyone listening. This is the Robert Lego podcast. Uh, we're going to be going through uh, the final uh, bookmarks that I have on the giant bathroom reader. Then I have some links and an article that I'm, I'm currently working on. I know that I missed a month. I've been kind of obsessing over the website and it, it's been a bit of a uh, whole ordeal. My, um, I don't know if this is even fun to say. It's probably something that's so simple. It's going to sound dumb when I explain what was going on, but bear in mind, my knowledge of tech is so limited that I, and, and I, I used to be better, but it's just, I kind of fell out from it and it, everything just requires a tutorial for me. Anyway, so I had the website and I wanted to change the theme and kind of restart the whole thing. It, it was a, an idea that I had to force me to kind of work on some art. I kept trying to tell myself, as I used to always do growing up, I would tell myself, for example, during vacation, I would say, okay, I have, let's say, a six-week vacation. I'm going to have six finished drawings. This is my teenage, young teenage mind at the time. I'm going to finish uh, six total drawings. One, one, one per week would be ideal. Anything beyond that would be better, but hopefully I, I can at least achieve that. And I would give myself a little homework like that. So now I've been kind of bouncing back and forth and trying to keep my room and environment in a state where I can kind of uh, morph the environment around me really quick and go from drawing to reading to uh, researching and then uh, and, and writing. So I also uh, got another machine. Yeah, so I, I got another machine. Uh, this one is a little bit out there as well as the first one. So the first one I had was called the Chi Machine. So it wiggles you in a certain frequency where this guy discovered that like he can bring fish back from the dead by doing this special uh, frequency move on the f fish. And uh, anyway, long story short, he develops this machine that... Uh, wiggles your um, what is that your calves your uh, your heel and wiggles you back and forth in that frequency and ultimately it's um, from what I'm told it's like walking a bunch of steps like 10,000 steps is 10 minutes or something of the sort and uh, not only that but it, it gives you like uh, flow like blood flow that's really good um, speaking of blood flow, the second one is a hot house. It's a little dome that just shoots infrared light at you and makes certain areas um, get uh, extra blood flow. This is something I used on a really badly bruised calf that I had. And I don't know why I hadn't done it a couple days before that. I think I, it was just during the week and I was just kind of busy with work and everything anyway by the time i got to the <clears throat> using the machine on it it there was uh needless to say uh, multiple colors not just 
a purple, but it was starting to get a, a whole spectrum of colors. The bruise was so bad. And so I went on the machine and the first day it faded like to the point where there was no more colors but red and a little bit of like purple bruising. And then the next uh, day I used it again, the uh, bruise was almost completely gone. And as you know, bruising is like um, like a hickey. It's the uh, tissue that's underneath. It's allowing the blood to come to the surface. And uh, it, because of uh, force or what what have you, but uh yeah so so um whatever this machine does it does cause blood flow to occur in a way that it gets rid of bruising <laughs> at least that much i know uh, and then most recent one that i have it uh, how do you say it, <laughs> it again hold on to your seats it recharges your negative ions so you put this belt on and this machine is powered on to whatever level of of uh, um, magnetic wave you want. And I don't have a fluorescent bulb to play with now, but it comes with this specific pen that as you point it close to certain parts of your body, you can kind of see how far out from your body a magnetic field is created. I'm told not to touch anything metal or touch another person or a pet. So I kind of lock myself in my room, silently read or watch something while I'm getting my negative ions recharged. Uh, I will report back on that one. I'm still on test stages to find out what it's doing. Um, but yeah, so because of that, I've been kind of um, organizing a lot of my stuff and trying to get this uh, website to my liking and so I created I messed something up the website wasn't working it wasn't loading I had to call tech support I get them like on the interactive chat thing and uh, they're like oh hold on a sec here let me do this and I'm like no but th this isn't working either oh here let me try this and uh, man god bless them behind the scenes I don't know what they did but they fixed it and now uh, at the point where this is uploaded, hopefully you'll see a couple articles on there, at least two. And my, uh, again, my idea is to it, for it to force me to draw. So it incorporates my love of, of drawing and creating our artistic things. And uh, the other one is to spread truth. And um, I really like this this setup, at least the much that I've been able to kind of uh, um, preview through through the what's it called Word WordPress. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all behind the scenes stuff. Um, who truly knows dot org is the site, so check that out when you're done here, um, and hopefully once the 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 gears are moving on each bump but it, it's kind of like that thing where i kind of have to run and turn a bunch of dials press a bunch of buttons and adjust a bunch of things uh so getting the podcast to continue moving while the website is moving that kind of feels like it's on sand because it's such a hurdle with uh tech wise uh but yeah so getting those two together and once i'm like once the machines are lubed and, and ready and moving at proper RPMs, um, I'm hoping to have 
podcasts where you can see the article and then the podcast is directly underneath it uh, discussing it or maybe the podcast that I do originally where I'm discussing the topic will be attached to the final product article that I was working on and all of it with a specific drawing or um, I, I don't know how far I want to take it, but so far it's been pencil sketches. I want to ultimately start inking those and coloring them kind of like uh, manga art or um, comic book, American comic book art. I'm kind of enjoying doing that style, but um, I don't know. As long as I create a little small small art piece uh, for each article, I'd, I'd be really happy with that. I was even uh, having this this happy thought. What if I were to uh, write? Uh, what if I were to have that specific art? Because uh, I'm not throwing them away. What if I collected them? And for anybody that really likes the art piece for a specific artwork, I can maybe offer it and just have uh, it mailed. Um, mail to the person so that they can have the actual original piece that it came from. Um, but that's if anybody even cares to have it um, once those articles are up and running. Okay, so jumping into the giant bathroom reader. How long was that? 10 minute riff? Is that standard for a podcast? Okay. Um, the In... I hope this isn't like a, one of those dark ones. I see UFO thing. Okay. The Jaws of Death, the fashion for wearing dentures made from real human teeth, went hand in hand with the rise of body snatching in the first half of the 19th century. Although people were prepared to wear the teeth of the dead, they weren't too keen on thinking thinking about how they got them in the first place. The Irish autonomous professor... McCarthy of Trinity College, Dublin, once silenced a mob who were protesting about raids by body snatchers on their local burial ground by pointing out to the crowd that many of them were complaining with mouthfuls of teeth plundered from under their very feet. Uh, one of those, uh, how do you say, historical events that is uh, really dark. And um, the whole body snatching. You know what? I, I even worked on this one hospital where I couldn't confirm it a, a, absolutely 100%, but there's no reason to believe it's not. It seemed like the, I want to say it was the basement level, but not, I don't think that there was multiple floors. It's just one basement level. And there was a almost like a basement uh what do you call it like those giant barn doors and i uh, i don't I, it was probably metal over it as well and it was boarded up and locked up and like it, there was no entry to it but if, if you look directly above it you just kind of tippy toe and you see where the hallway underground hallway is going it's like a, a cemetery so maybe this was f like the basement had the morgue. You'd, uh, I don't know, prep the bodies and do all of that. And then you can immediately just go down this really long corridor underground and go to the uh, cemetery or the um, 
what is it called where they burn it incinerator I don't know but yeah and it feels so heavy and dark and yeah I don't I don't doubt it the thing is back then those same corridors could have meant that there was like a lot of shadiness going on underground literally underground all right next one high flying reindeer the christian tradition of flying reindeer probably has its origins in the rather less romantic ancient siberian ritual a feast times the at feast times the reindeer herdsmen would spike their drinks with the hallucinogenic substance called fry agaric a popular potent potent drug yeah potent drug similar to lsd okay i got a note on that uh, which passes through the human digestive systems relatively undiluted when the herdsmen relieved themselves in the snow their urine was lapsed up by thirsty reindeer who then also became high on the drug this is mixing up a story that uh jan irving covers really well in his book um magic mush no mysticism gnosticism and the mushrooms whatever jan irving's book is but it's this is written backwards back in the day they the um native like royalty would give the peasants their urine to consume after like this specific mushroom festival uh their uh consumption of it made them experience a high as well and it, it became like almost like a r religious weird ritual thing the reindeer thing is a separate thing where they would purposefully seek out the fly agaric mushroom which is the uh it's coated in mucimol it may it like trips you out it is just like uh like a similar effect like lsd but they're mixing two stories yeah, the reindeer um the shamans sharing the urine uh, and the reindeer seeking out the mushroom um, my understanding is the other way around that the uh, shaman and uh, people that wanted to like experience this would go to the reindeer and catch its urine uh, because they saw that it was consuming the mushroom it's it's weird because it's just like a full circle and it ultimately ties to christmas with the presents and decorations on the tree and all of that stuff symbolizing the mushroom being picked from under the tree placed on the tree to dry and above the fireplace like uh stockings and um ultimately consumed for that um christmas ritual thing uh but yeah there you have it um flying reindeer the army disease Although morphine is one of the most highly addictive drugs known, only 20 to 25 days usage of the drug will produce a morphine junkie. It was used until the early 20th century as a general painkiller for the most benign of ailments, including colds, minor headaches, or minor headaches. At the beginning of the 20th century, the United States had over 3,000 high street stores selling over 50,000 different opium-based drugs over the counter. 
morphine and opium were so widely used on the battlefield during the American Civil War, the first as a painkiller and the latter as a recreational drug, that opium addiction became known as the army disease. I, I'm not sure if it's where this lies, but I know that the, um, what is it? The seventies Vietnam, the soldiers were given drugs and because of the drugs that they were given, they were able to kind of process the, um, or was it, am I getting it back? mixed up i believe it was that and so the term shell shock the um the symptoms of of that specific thing it was um less in the war where soldiers were drugged during traumatic experience and after the um drugs would allow the soldier to process the traumatic event um easier I don't know how you can search that, but I, I know that I heard that multiple times. Um, so it's it's tough. It's why sometimes when I hear certain research, it makes me wonder because, I mean, the science is basically going to lean towards whoever's paying the the research, and if not, the science wouldn't be coming out. It, it, it's it's hard uh, curing syphilis. American Indians use cannabis resin to cure syphilis. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. Um, I know that it was used medicinally for a lot of reasons. And it seems like based on our biology that there's a lot of usage history, um, biologically speaking. Um, maybe we can finish it this time. No more bathroom reader after this? Yeah, I've only been about 20 minutes. Uh, El and I'm not even saying the page. Elvis, honorary narcotics agent. Elvis's favorite reading matter, apart from the Bible, was the physician's desk reference. During the last two and a half years of his life, Elvis appointed honorary narcotics agent was appointed honorary narcotics agent by Richard Nixon in 1970, received more than 19,000 doses of narcotic stimulants, sedatives, and antidepressants from his personal physician alone. Dr. George Nicolopoulos was tried and convicted in 1981 for over-prescribing drugs, but Elvis had done dozens of other secret had dozens of other secret sources, including dentists. The full picture of the drug abuse will never be known. The pathologist who compiled the toxicology report on Parsley after his death in 1977 testified that he had never seen so many drugs in one body. Um, I don't know. I never really looked into Elvis and uh, that whole thing, but um, it's like he wanted to turn into a rat. He went up to Nixon and what was, didn't he hide like a pistol and gave it to him and they like became buddies. And he's like, you know, I can help you bring down. And if I'm not mistaken, it, 
it was the Beatles that he was claiming was were really heavy into drugs and that he would help bring them down and something like of the sort not knowing that the what is it the CIA and and them were uh planning to bring out the drugs um coming up in the hippie movement Okay, amphetamine soldiers. Japanese servicemen were regularly given amphetamines during the Second World War to keep them awake. In less than 10 years, the number of known amphetamine addicts in Japan arose rose from a few to more than 200,000. Yeah, this is something that's not really talked about. It, it's weird because it's almost like the tech industry is kind of trying to do that here with overworking and pushing everybody to their absolute breaking point to get like a, make a deadline or to release a specific uh, thing on time or whatever but um it, truck trucker meth like there there's so many of those stereotypes that exist for a reason like there was really a whole uh like move and i know that there's certain things like this where it's not like uh, when you become a trucker, they tell you, well, here's your license, here's your keys, and here's your meth pipe. It, it's more that if you really want to make some money or be like top dog, like the guys that are top dog, then you might need to push yourself to the limit. It's almost just like the um, steroids and sports and all of that stuff. The, oh, we're not doing any quotas and the cops giving you like a speeding ticket in an area that nobody's been run over. Um, anyway, so moving on. We got, this is kind of exciting. I think it's just four more. We're done with it. Vietnam's legacy. More American veterans of Vietnamese war have died by suicide since their return than were actually killed in battle. See what I mean? There's a lot of... Um, because if you remember, I, I believe Vietnam is the first war where they actually broadcasted back home what was going on. So I, I think that it was one of those things that we kind of just... Uh, put in the back of our minds and didn't really think like when people came back and told stories even if it was turned into a movie or something it still wasn't like uh, accepted a hundred percent but watching actual images and knowing uh what the reality of what's going on is was very jarring i feel it's it's not like uh disconnected it's more realistic and in their face all right, next one. Urban myths, true or false, you decide. Coca-Cola can be used as a spermicide. Various commodities such as honey, sodium bicarbonate, acid, fruit juices, and oils have been used in spermicides in the past. In 1985, three Harvard research scientists were made aware that Coca-Cola is said to be used for this purpose in some third world countries and also that the drink was widely used as a contraceptive aid in the USA in years gone by. The soft drink's spermicidal capabilities had never been investigated, so Dr. Sherry Umpieri, Umpier 
and her colleagues tested a few varieties of coke in their lab. They found Diet Coke to be the most effective spermicide, while coke in its original formula also served the purpose. New coke was the least effective of the three. The sperm-killing experiment involved test tubes containing small samples of preserved sperm into which they poured small amounts of each variety of coke. All of them provided spermicidal to some degree. A Coca-Cola spokesman said the company hadn't seen the new report, but followed up saying that our position is we do not promote any of our products for any medical use. I, growing up, I know that there was obviously not the best knowledge uh, when I was a kid about sex. And I remember hearing that, but when I heard it, it was more like, this is one of those silly things that some people might think. And it was, I believe it was like uh, blasting Coke in there, which don't do that. It, it, the sugar's really bad for you and it'll won't be a good thing uh you can get an infection and then jumping up and down was the other one and then uh i want to say there was one more but i did remember specifically coca-cola coca-cola jumping up and down and then maybe the other one was another product water or something i don't i don't remember but yeah and uh, I never heard it as, oh, it actually works. It was more like, oh, how silly that people would actually try this. So, yeah, whatever. Uh, two more. Priorities. It takes more water to make one rubber car tire than it does to keep a thirsty child alive for six months. You know, these are those um, statistics that are... are <laughs> I don't know what to think of it. It's like, the, it really bugs me. Like there, there was a campaign to kind of sway people to conserve water or turn vegetarian. It said something silly like the uh, one chicken egg is the equivalent of 10,000 gallons of water or some, some ridiculous thing like that. And it's like, the water is, is it's not like you're concentrating water over and over and over. If an animal produces one egg in its life, you're not going to say all the water that that animal consumed in its entire life is what it takes to make that egg. That'd be silly, but that's exactly what they were doing. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. But th that's also that thing where, uh, who was it? Was it Elon or... Um, Mr. Facebook where they told that like they were saying like uh, oh no it must have been Elon because he said something about going to space and they're like why don't we fix the problems of poverty and f fix help humanity and he's like I, I would if there was a feasible plan and so the, people actually threw some ideas at him and, and plans and he's just like I, no, I don't um, and he just like <laughs> ignored the the whole thing it's just so funny and it's so it sounds so <clears throat> conspiratorial to have like the the conspiracy is that they're making us like stare up into the sky and worship the stars and wonder about wonder and wish upon a star uh, instead of 
really worrying about what's around you. It's, it kind of sounds like the Indian meditation thing where it's like you're trying to be one with God and there's people starving all around you and there's just a lot of problems that are not solved by you reaching enlightenment and, and bettering their, your um, your situation and the one or people around you that you could help. All right. Sterilization of defectives. This is the last marking that I have. And uh, it sounds like it's a heavy one. So here we go. By the 1920s, at least 31 American states were legally sterilized, sterilizing people who they classify as defectives in an attempt to purify the genetic composition of their population. In 1927, the U.S. Supreme Court upheld eugenic sterilization laws on the grounds that the offspring of the people limited... Sorry about that. Uh, where was I? 1927, the U.S. Supreme Court upheld eugenic sterilization laws on the grounds that the offspring of people of limited intelligence, the mentally ill, and members of what they defined as criminal classes had no right to exist because they would be an unfair burden on decent law-abiding tax-paying Americans. Although the stigma of the obvious Nazi connotation led some U.S. states to repeal their laws after the Second World War, 21 of, 21 of them retained their sterilization laws until late as the 1980s. I think even in this book, it must have been a couple episodes back, I know that there was other eugenics things. And... Um, and yeah, it was just one of those things that just happened. And that's kind of uh, one of the things that I wanted to bring up. And uh, it's that there is a, a lot of terrible things like that. But it's like from the people's perspective, there's not much that you can really do. Like the, what is, was it the Harvey Wade thing? Whatever just expired with uh, women abortion rights and, and things it's like it, it's so crazy it's so um hard to believe that the this is like something that we're struggling with today but i don't know there's always going to be those um people that are just going to follow orders and not really question why they're doing it or anything um okay this can lead us into the um actual thing that i i was actually doing some research and it's one of those things that one i'm not great with <clears throat> maneuvering and controlling google to get me like specific information or links but uh after a certain amount of time invested into a subject, I start to ask myself, like, is it really worth it? Like, is this really going to pay off in the end? And sometimes it's such a, a small thing that you're completely powerless with that it just makes me feel like it's not even worth it. Just let it go. And, and this is a specific thing that you as a listener can do some research and find out this is something that just happened in California, in LA, the 
gas prices like just skyrocketed just uh, an insane amount and a lot of people suffered from it and there was like a uh, hearing where people can go up to the government and explain their situation and all of that and it's like I'm sure it was a sob fest I'm sure there was a lot of emotions thrown back and forth and in the end what's it really going to change they probably I think that they did go back on it but when it's something like that it's like they do what they want um like I when I was uh renting through this it's like a giant company and uh they essentially would go about just robbing people like keeping deposits and being really unfair and having um things that weren't being repaired and it, it was just really trying to make money hand over fist hand over fist it was just like ruthless cutthroat business and uh then there was a hearing on in LA and they're like yeah have you been victim of this housing corporation blah 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 and it's like yeah and i think that i even went to one and what's it really going to do a class action lawsuit where you're just going to get a little bit of your money back it's like it it's not really worth all the uh effort that you're going to put into trying to bring attention to this at least in in this sense like what am i going to do with this little podcast or or you as a listener you're probably going to research it i'm told that it had something to do with like some money that they needed some funds that went missing or were were needed to be replenished and so hey let's take it out of the consumer which makes a lot of sense when the consumer is usually the one paying for I don't know minimum minimum wage going up taxes going up um import costs going up shipping it, it's usually the consumer in the end it's the poor person suffering and uh paying for for all of it in the end and so yeah I had a couple articles I'm I was pulling up and they're like even some of the explanations that just came up what is this marketplace.org and what did, where, where did I see it where I'm just like oh how convenient the problem is yeah the problem is that the pipeline that can carry gas from the rest of the country to the west coast were completely full he said and it's like uh, is this a pipeline thing like I know there was a lot of protests and, and all of that but it's like why is it a pipeline thing if it's hasn't been an issue in the past that maybe it's something I'm missing I don't know but it just it's always so dumb this happened before with uh, power something with subsidies or some big word that I didn't understand something happened with the power uh, I want to say about a decade past and when summer came along and everybody was using their AC, there was so many brownouts and blackouts that uh, everybody's just like, whoa, what happened? And they're like, whoa, the uh, politicians actually sold all the rights to these power blah, blah, blahs. And now we're suffering the consequences. And it's like, it's all just money, money, money. It's such a greedy city that it's like, how can you get your cut? 
how can you produce something and minimize the waste, minimize the cost of everything and make the absolute m maximum amount of money that you can possibly make. And uh, sometimes it's through scummy means. Sometimes it's through just uh, like uh, an ingenuity, in, in, ingenuitive mind. Um, but yeah, it, it's... It, the only way that you'd be protected from this is like an up north where you have your your tank at home that you just call the gas guy. He fills up your natural gas little container there. And then you, I don't know how often you would need to fill that, but it's like having maybe two of those would be the best way to avoid this. You just kind of ride out some nonsense that's going down and um, go on from there. But it's like every angle everything you can think of you can uh potentially like be out of your home and s struggling just because they decided that this year for whatever strange uh explainable e <clears throat> easily explainable from their perspective uh event that happened and now it's like your gas bill just went up 200 percent um this uh, you know what? I, I might end this one soon or I'll attach some more uh, at the end. Um, I read this article, The Vigilant Citizen. Um, symbols rule the world, not words nor laws. And um, <clears throat> the other thing I wanted to bring up, and I closed it, was a documentary that I saw and it's called uh conspiracy of everything how'd it go yeah conspiracy theory of everything full movie and at first i thought wow this is sounds interesting but i i don't really recommend it if you're very and i i mean really mean very uh invested and aware of all different types of conspiracies then this is probably the one because this thing somersaults and jumps incredible gaps to different conspiracies and ties them all together and sometimes really great ways sometimes not uh, and tying every conspiracy into one major one and nothing too groundbreaking or new under the sun but they do cite a bunch of good sources so um, it, it, information wise it's quite good but it's not something that i would recommend like that uh, and then the last thing was the that article the vigilant citizen the elite is desperately trying the elite is desperately trying to convince you to eat bugs here's why and they go through this whole thing where <clears throat> they're essentially having farmers produce less cattle i don't know how these <clears throat> things can be really how do you say orchestrated because ultimately at, at least in america we're very dependent on dairy uh cheese is like a huge thing and that's a byproduct of the milk uh all that milk fat and so I, unless there's a major major push away from cows because of greenhouses and all the stuff that they keep pushing uh then the next one down would be like a pork that's like i guess half of all the um, potential things and then dip down even like I, I guess half more 
of what is this live something something what they consume maybe it just keeps getting smaller and then ultimately it's in insects and it's interesting because the people that they claim are reptiles are the ones eating bugs and convincing people to eat bugs so uh, I hope that doesn't become a reality but it does make you think when you have this um, picture that they have on the Vigilant Citizen website that I guess they posted the in schools where it's just like hey it's kind of cool to try bugs why don't you do that uh, and then there's uh, breads and ultimately it's just like not good for your health the uh, thing can transfer illnesses um, more readily than other things and there's like all these negative things I don't know because some it, it feels like they throw a bunch of things at us and then based on the feedback that they're getting off of the media then they kind of know if they can zigzag or uh, change or how how what have you like uh, adapt it and if people are believing more into zombies then we're going more towards a pandemic than versus like a, a war or like a UFO invasion and you just kind of manipulate it into all these different um, avenues um, so yeah let me 40 minutes is a fair thing right if I didn't add to it uh, but if not uh, just look at your little scroll bar if this looks like it's the end then yeah thank you very much for making it this far I really appreciate it I hope you um, it got you a little uh, thinking thinking a little and um, or, or learning something and uh, take care of yourselves <laughs> kind of a weird way to end it but yeah thank you very much for making it this far I appreciate it take care